0: our God we're singing about tonight he is the healer he is a God of power he's a God of deliverance praise God I'm glad I know who Jesus is praise God thank you uh singers thank you musicians thank you for everything my Lord and uh, we're happy for what God is doing in the church praise God can you say amen can you say amen Hallelujah. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm in the church. There's victory in the church. There's deliverance in the church. There's power in the church. There's help 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 in the church. In the church. If you live right, God's got help for you. Praise God! If you live right, God's gonna help you. Thank God! Let's stand tonight. Praise God! I was reading in the Word of God today. I was reading in the Word of God today, uh, in the Book of Nehemiah, as a matter of fact, and uh, I'm gonna read some of it tonight. But uh, they, they, uh, they had a pulpit of wood. Uh, the scribes stood upon a pulpit of wood and they made it for a purpose. This is built out of wood and it's made for a purpose. And uh, he opened, he opened the book in the sight of all the people and he opened it for all and all the people stood up when the man of God started reading the word of God. That's where we get all that. In case you're wondering, that is very biblical. We stand for the reading of the Word of God. People stand in reverence; they stand in honor to the Word of God. Thank God. I, you know, I like, I like just finding little nuggets like that in the Bible. And brother, brother Howell, these things that we've done as children, and uh, man, I didn't. Uh, I, I just thought, I just thought that's what we're supposed to do. And i've read this before man i've read the bible through several times but i really had kind of just forgotten about it but i'm going to tell you 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 need to stand for the reading of the word of the lord that's that's respecting and honor the word praise god praise god praise god i feel like god has put something in my spirit you know i've been feeling that way for a few weeks now it's like every time i i get something it's like God gave it to me special delivery. Uh, you you anybody ever get anything special delivery? Man, I tell you what, if UPS drives up to my house or FedEx, uh, I can't hardly wait to open that package. And uh, I, I like I like getting things. Uh, uh, my 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 girls and and uh, my wife and and. And I sometimes do it myself, order things. Anybody ever heard of Amazon? Oh, Lord, I I sometimes can't hardly wait for the mail to run. And uh, every time the doorbell rings, I'm thinking, that's it, that's it, that's it. And uh, it's like I've been getting some things, special delivery in the spirit. And uh, I want to take your attention uh, to the book of, uh, uh, matter of fact, we'll go ahead and read in the book of Nehemiah, chapter number eight, and I will read verse ten. And uh, i, I don't read you part of Nehemiah eight. I read you verse four. And I read you. Uh, uh, I read you several passages there, just little bits of it, uh, four, verses four and five. Verse ten says, "And he said unto them, the prophet is talking. Go your way." go your way, go your way and eat the fat and drink the sweet send portions unto them whom nothing is prepared for this is a for this day is holy unto our Lord neither be ye sorry for the for the joy everybody say for the joy of the lord is your strength the joy of the lord is your strength i'm going to change that just a little bit i'm not changing the word of god this is the title of my message so I can title that about anything I want to. <laughs> so I'm not changing the word. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Psalms 55 and 12. Psalms, 55, or Psalms 51 and 12. Psalms chapter number 51 verse 12 says restore restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit I'm going to be preaching about joy tonight. I, I feel like we need some joy in the house of God. I feel like we need some joy in the house of God. The joy of the Lord, that's our strength. <laughs> it's the joy of the Lord that gives us courage. It's the goodness of the Lord. Let me tell you something. God is good. God is good. God is good. Oh, taste and see is what the psalmist said. Oh, taste and see that the Lord... Somebody needs to taste of this tonight. If you get a taste of what I'm wanting to preach about, if you can get a taste of what I'm wanting to preach about... It's going to make you happy and it's going to make you strong if you get a taste, if you get a taste of what I'm wanting to preach about. Just get a taste of it. Somebody, man, I'm telling you, this this is water right here. Pure, purified drinking water. Have you ever been hot and thirsty man I've been hot and I've been thirsty and felt like my mouth somebody kept shoving cotton in it I was hot and sweaty it was just oh I was dry as the Sahara Desert and and somebody said you want some water (laughs) let me tell you what that water will do it will refresh you it will restore you you, hey, just in case you don't know it, you need to be drinking water. You can be seated. I'm, I've already started preaching. Some of y'all is waiting for the punchline. <laughs> yeah, but you know that water will restore you. Sometimes that's, that's, that's really what we need is just a good sip of water. And I'm going to tell you, I feel like in this service tonight, I, 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 I prayed and I asked God, I said, I said, God, let me give, let me give the church just what they need tonight, and and sometimes we need, we need to restore our salvation. Uh, we need to restore the joy, the happiness. Everybody say happiness, 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 happiness. I talked to our Sunday school staff this morning, and I. Uh, uh, Anybody ever heard that little Sunday school song? I requested that they sing it in the Sunday school today. I don't know if they did or not. But the song goes like this. I'm not a singer, so don't get excited. But the song says, we're happy people. Yes, we are. We've been baptized in Jesus' name, spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. We're happy people. Yes, we are. I'm going to tell you, sometimes you just need to get happy. Sometimes you need to have a happy moment. Sometimes you need to have a happy service. Sometimes you just got to get happy. Sometimes you just got to get happy. Sometimes you just got to be, be happy. And, 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 and so in the book of Nehemiah, uh, the prophet is 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 laying some foundation and he gets the word out he gets the the, the scribe and, and and they start reading the word and the people got excited because they were reading the word of God. so I'm gonna tell you something we we just uh, we just put the bread programs out in the foyer and and uh, it's it's a Bible program where you can you can read the Bible from cover to cover in one year. You know there's people probably sitting in this house that's never went on that journey of reading the Bible from cover to cover. But yet you have all this scriptural knowledge. <laughs> you don't learn what the Word of God says reading the back of the cereal box. You learn what the Word of God says by opening the cover and, and start reading the content out of it. And you hide, the Bible teaches us, hide thy word in thy heart. You need to put it in your heart. You need, you, need, you need to know enough about that Bible. If the day ever comes that you can't find a Bible or get to a Bible, that you've got enough of it hid right here in your brain that you can survive. Boy, I tell you what, I feel like I'm preaching a uh, 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 Sunday night Bible study instead of Sunday night evangelistic message. But I'm preaching about joy. we got to have joy in our heart. This is joy. It's, it's you know, one, one, one Old Testament writer described it like this, said it's joy unspeakable. It's joy. We can't explain it. When you get the Holy Ghost, when you get the Holy Ghost, it's joy unspeakable. Anybody, anybody, do you remember, do you remember when you first got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, how happy you were? I remember I was just a little kid, seven years old, and I was so happy. That God had served us uh, a saved, saved, a seven year old sinner such as me. I was a seven year old crooked sinner. Listen, I was a sinner. I, I I lied, I cheated, I stole. Hey, I stole cookies. I stole. I was a thief. I was a liar. I was a cheater and 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 god got a hold of me uh 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 the uh uh, brother devo and sister vanity's little girl came up and and told me just a little while ago she wants to be baptized i said how old are you she said four years old I said, uh, you know, we just need to make sure she understands what we're doing. And if hey, hey, mom and daddy, if she understands what 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 we're doing, we'll baptize her. You you decide whether she's ready for baptism. All right, praise God, praise God. I'm gonna tell you something. I I got the Holy Ghost. I got baptized when I was six. You know what? I, I, I didn't have a full revelation of baptism, but I knew I, I needed to be baptized, and if I didn't get baptized, I wasn't going to be saved. I had that much sense. I had that much understanding. I'm going to tell you something. We, we, need, we need a revival of baptism. We need a revival of baptism in the church. I remember I got the Holy Ghost, I, I, I went to public school. We didn't have a Christian school, went to public school. And and listen, you, you can't, I, I lived in the city of New Orleans. And let me tell you something, there was some more mean, bad, seven-year-old sinners. I wasn't the only bad seven-year-old sinner. I went back to school the next day and I started telling my, my, my center friends. I started telling them that I went to church and I got the Holy Ghost. I spooked them out when I said Holy Ghost. Catholicism was the main religion down there in New Orleans and, and, uh, they, they got spooked when I said the Holy Ghost, man, when y'all said that word ghost, they thought, they thought, they thought, they thought thought I done got, got into something crazy. And 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 I didn't I didn't have no better sense than to try to explain it to them. I don't know if they understood it, but I felt better about explaining it. I felt better. And and listen, listen, I I I, I had I had joy in my heart. I just got the Holy Ghost. I had that 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 first love that the book of Revelation talked about. He spoke to that church and he said, I have somewhat against you because you have left that first love. You don't have that joy that you used to have. You're not telling everybody about your experience. I'm going to tell you something. We've got some, we got some testimony sitting in this place. But we need somebody to wake up and get restored in their joy. They need their joy back. They need their happiness back. You need your contentment back. And so the joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Look at your neighbor and tell them the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is is our strength. If you don't have no joy, guess what you're having? You're having a weak spell tonight. You need happiness in your life. You need to be content about your salvation. Your salvation may need a restoration. You need to maybe you need to go back to the altar and start, start doing your first works over. The first thing you've got to do. Do to get the joy of the Lord, you gotta start repenting. Repentance is your first work. Repentance is your first work. And and you you gotta you you gotta work on that repentance. I'm gonna tell you something about the Holy Ghost. It is something that requires maintenance. The Baptist has the doctrine of eternal security. But the doctrine of eternal security does not come out of the word of God. That is a man-made false doctrine. It's not a biblical doctrine. It's man-made. It's something that, that somebody's grandpa dreamed up. Their grandma couldn't quit sinning, so uh, they, they said, I remember when grandma went to the church and, and walked up and shook the preacher's hand and, and told the preacher that she believed in God. That don't make you no more saved than if you got a welfare check in your pocket, makes you a millionaire. That's, that's, that's just, that's, that's how much, that's how much that's going to save you. I, I, I'm telling you, grandma's doctrine ain't going to save you. Grandpa's doctrine ain't going to, Uncle Joe's doctrine ain't going to save you. If Uncle Joe's preaching, he better be preaching out of this word of God. If grandma's talking to you, she better be, it better be coming out of the book of God, the word of God. Praise God. And, and, and this thing requires continual maintenance. Listen, I got the Holy Ghost when I was seven. November the 18th, 1969, I got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And since then, I probably went back and prayed back through at least ten thousand times i don't I didn't keep up with it I, I should have, but I didn't. it just it requires a lot of maintenance, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to keep the joy. but the joy is the indication whether you've got the Holy Ghost. If you don't have joy. In your salvation, everybody say joy. I'm going to preach it. (laughs) I don't want to make nobody mad. I want everybody to be happy when you leave here tonight. But I'm going to tell you something. You need to deal with yourself. You need to get your flesh out of the way. And when you got joy, you're not pouting about something. When you got joy, you're not on strike about anything. You know you know there's there's folks sitting in the church that goes on strike. they're up walking toting signs right now. I wish I had me a strike sign right now on strike. I don't have any joy because I'm on strike. I don't have any joy because I didn't get my way. I don't have any joy because something happened that I don't like. And so I'm, listen, listen, that is as unscriptural, that is, un, that is not biblical at all. You've got to have joy in your salvation. You've got to have joy. You've got to have happiness. If you're happy, the indicator is right here. You will smile. Some of y'all can't even put a fake smile on right now. Hey, I'm I, I'm telling you, the joy. You got to have joy in your heart. You got to have joy in your heart. You got to have joy in your heart. You got to get happy sometimes. When you come to church, you may come with all kind of problems and troubles and burden and heavy laden. But Jesus, the Word of God, teaches us. He said, come unto me, all of you that are burdened and heavy laden. And when you come to me, he said, I'm going to give you a rest wherein the weary can rest matter how weary you are. It don't matter how complicated life is. I'm going to give you some peace. I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to give you some joy in your salvation. David had just went through an incredible trial. This is in the 51st chapter of the book of Psalms. This is is shortly after he has sinned with Bathsheba. And this is his cry. This is his plea for mercy. And he is saying to the Lord, I need you. I've been embarrassed. I've been humiliated. The prophet has pointed his finger in his face and prophesied doom and judgment. But David says, I need you to restore the joy of my salvation. I need some help my salvation is in trouble my salvation is lacking like one thing my salvation is lacking like joy and i understand if i'm going to have the joy of the lord in my heart i've got to i've got to be restored i've got to have your help i've done prayed i've done fasted i've done sought you i've prayed my way back to you but god i need my joy back i need my hope back I need my peace back. I I need my sanity back. Restore my salvation. And when you get my joy restored, I'm going to know everything is all right. When I get back to the place that I've got some peace of mind, when I get back, oh, God help me preach. God help me preach. When I get to the place that I can have joy again, that's going to be my telltale sign that you have restored me. Book of Luke, let's go to Book of Luke, Chapter Six and Verse Twenty. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples. Blessed be ye poor. For yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hungry, that hunger, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are those, blessed are ye that weep, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are you when men shall hate you. And when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil. He's dealing with people that's living life. He's dealing with people that has financial struggles He's dealing with people that knows all about hunger. He deals with people that knows about sorrow. Everybody everybody that's living life, you've dealt with some of these circumstances that Jesus Christ started mentioning here on that day. He said there's going to come a day that you're going to be a reproach. There comes a day that you're going to be humiliated. There comes a day that you're going to be cast out. There comes a day that you're not going to be a part of the in crowd. And when you're living in this day verse 23 says rejoice ye in that day if you're hungry Don't worry about it. It's on its way. You're going to be filled. If you feel desolate, don't you worry about it. There's friends coming back. When you feel like all hell has broke out against you and you feel like everything that you touch goes backwards, Jesus says, rejoice in that day. Oh God, I can't wait to tell you what the next part says. The next part says, Leap for joy. You've been going through hell. You've been, you've been hungry. You've been broke. You've been lied on. You've been cheated. When you come to the house of God, it's a good time for you to get happy. It's a good time for you to start restoring the joy of your salvation. Wait a second. You can be seated. I know doubt and unbelief. I know doubt and unbelief is getting ahead of me right now. Some of y'all said that's foolish. That's foolish. That's all right. Don't you worry about how foolish it may seem. I got a verse for that. If I can find it. God gave me all this just a little bit ago, and it ain't all in order. Oh, here it is. 1 Corinthians 1 27. 1 Corinthians 1 27. But God, but God. You've been going through hell. You feel, you feel like you've been lied on, you feel like you've been cheated. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. I am, I am reminded of that story of Gideon. Gideon, God spoke to him and told him to go to battle. Gideon had 32,000 men to go to battle with. At the point of having 32 men, 32,000 men, Gideon's got 32,000 men to go to battle. And at that point, at that point, the Midianites had four to one. So they had four times 32 is what? Come on, math man, math man, math man. 128,000, am I right? That's right. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm quicker an old college man right there. Oh redneck, that's redneck math right there. Yeah, yeah, he had 128,000. He had 128, the Midianites had 128,000. God speaks to Gideon and says, go down and go to battle against them. Four to one, the odds are not very favorable. And the next thing God says, you got too many men. I'm sure, I'm sure maybe, maybe, maybe Gideon was like maybe questioning God's math. We're outnumbered four to one. They got 128,000 and I got 32,000. And then God says, hey, tell all of them that are afraid to go home. That's not a popular sermon right there. Everybody that's afraid, go home. 22,000 went home. He's now left with 10,000. The angel of the Lord says, still too many. Take them all down to the creek and let them get some water. And they don't even know it, they're being tested. And the stipulation was, every one of them that drinks water like a dog, you keep those and send the rest of them home. He went from 10,000, 9,700 of them didn't even know how to drink water. And the rest of them knew how to drink water like a dog. And I can tell you, Gideon was probably somewhat concerned. I would have been just telling you. You know, we get we get into these numbers. Numbers is a big deal. Numbers can be intimidating. And 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 and, and Gideon, Gideon he's looking at these Midianites. It's got 128,000 warriors, valid men. Men of men of war. 128,000. And the Lord said to Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel may vaunt themselves saying, mine own hand have saved me. God's worried about how we're thinking about things. Listen, there was a time that, that God got angry with David because he was numbering the people because he didn't want Israel to think because they were many, they were strong. He wanted them to know that I'm God and I control everything. Let me tell you something. You got you to gotta get that revelation tonight. You got to get that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what kind of business you are or where you work at. You got to get that in your spirit. God is God. God is in control. You may you may work for a fortune 500 company. And your job may seem so solid and so secure. I feel like telling somebody, you better hang on. Cuz God wants the glory. God wants you to know that he is God and that he is in control. God wants you to know. God wants you to know that he's God, he's in control of everything. So he's down to 300 people. And then the same Bible that tells us that he's able to take the weak things to destroy the mighty and the foolish things to confound the wise. He now tells Gideon, get some trumpets. What about swords, Lord? Might be more effective. Get trumpets and and get some some pitchers, get some vases and 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 what I want y'all to do, I want you to get these trumpets and I want you to get these vases, these pitchers and and, and and I want you to start breaking them and blowing the trumpet and shouting. God, you understand there's 128,000 men of war. He does. But he wants you to know at the end of the day that he's God. Some of you are dealing with stuff right now, and you're dealing with this stuff because God just wants you to know he's God. We're, we're, We're talking about the same God that said, Let there be light. And, and that sun appeared. You've heard me say it over and over. But, but if you hollered the inside of the sun out with just the one command of saying, let there be light, that sun, if you hollered it out, you could, you could, put, you could put over a million planet earths on the inside of that sun. Just by one command. Do you not think if God is concerned about the sparrow that has the nest to sleep in at night, and if God is concerned about the lily of the field and how it is clothed, and we're the apple of the eye of God's creation? With his prize possession, we're his church. Let me read this to you. Go to 1 Peter 2 and 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness. He didn't just call you out of darkness, but He put you into His marvelous. Light. Listen, I understand I may be looking through a glass darkly, but while I'm looking through this glass darkly, I got a revelation that I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a part of a holy nation. I'm a peculiar person. I'm a peculiar person. That's all right. You can agree with me. I don't take that offensive. I like it because I find out that I am one of the ones that was called out of darkness. I was one of the ones that the God, the little G, the little gods of this world had my mind blinded. But he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And when he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light, he equipped me, brother Jazz, with some things. Don't let life take that smile off your face because that's representing joy. Every time you show them pearly whites, (laughs) you're representing joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And when you get beat up, and life takes the joy out of you and life takes the happiness out of you you got to bounce back you just got you just got to leap back you just got to leap back into action and you just got to leap into joy you got to come out of that darkness you've got to say he called me out he called me out he called me out i'm not in darkness i'm not living in that life anymore i'm not troubled i'm not Sad sand sack anymore. I'm going to give everybody here homework today. I'm going to give you a homework assignment. I want you to go home. I want you to go in a room, close the door so nobody can see you. I want you to find a mirror, and I want you to start practicing a happy face. If you got the Holy Ghost, practice your happy face because that's what we read on you. Don't I look so happy. I'm so excited about God. You need to lighten up bro? You need to get happy. Because if you got joy, sometimes it's got to show. I'm mad. I want everybody to know I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm bad. You know, you just got to get happy. Get rid of that mad spirit. Get rid of that bad spirit. That's about the only way some of us can be bad is just have a bad spirit. You got a bad spirit. Get rid of it. Lord, restore unto me. Listen, David, David had been beat up. He had committed adultery. He got a man killed. When you start down that slippery slope, hell ain't satisfied till it takes you all the way down to the bottom. And 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 when he got got caught at the bottom of the pit. And the man of God pointed his finger at his face and said, Thou art the man. He said, Whoa. Now David was a king. He was a powerful man. He could have had the he could have had the prophet put to death. He wasn't nearby gonna touch that man of God. He'd done done got enough of the cuss of God on his life. He he didn't want no more of the the curse of God on him. I said the cuss of God. I meant to say the cuss of God. Because I'm going to tell you, when you get the cuss of God on you, you're going to have trouble getting it off. When you get God angry at you where he starts doing battle with you, hey, and I'm gonna tell you that rebellious spirit to get you in trouble with God every time. rebel listen. Listen, it's it's this is right what I'm doing tonight. I feel so right about it. I feel so right about what I'm preaching right now. You got to understand who you are. You got to understand what we've got. We've got the Holy Ghost. We have been called out of darkness. To this marvelous light. Let me me, me just tell you how special we are. Let me tell you how special we are. Uh, go Go to Matthew chapter 7. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7. This is the Sermon on the Mount. 7 and 13. 7 and 13. Jesus Christ. He is talking about the straight and the narrow way. The straight and the narrow way. He said this, enter ye in at the straight gate, enter ye in at the straight gate, and broad, broad, the straight gate is is a narrow way, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. This is Jesus. If you have a red letter edition Bible, this this is his words. This is him preaching the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon that's ever been preached of all ages. Jesus Christ preached it. He said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that lead unto life, and few there be that find it. Let me tell you something. Uh, the reason there's just a few going to find this. He goes on to talk about the false prophets, and, and 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 the God, the little G, the gods of this world, has got the minds of men so blinded, that they weary themselves trying to find the way. They get tired. They get weary trying to find it, and they can't find it. But here we are, this royal generation, this royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We're peculiar. We're peculiar, but we're on our way to heaven. We're supposed to be the happiest, peculiar people you've ever met in your life. That ye should show praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness. I'm gonna tell you something about this praising and worshiping God. This is not optional in your relationship with God. What was going on around here? Just a little bit ago, it felt so good. I was, I was, I was moving around. Man, I, I had knee surgery six weeks ago. Knee replacement, total knee replacement. Brother Cook, I feel so good tonight. I was feeling good. Brother Brent said, you hadn't been able to do that in years. I wasn't hard at doing that. I don't guess I've done much in years. Y'all just hang on. Y'all going to see the six million dollar man in action. Yeah. Hey, I got a right to praise the Lord. He spared my life. He brought me back from the dead. Listen, and if I don't do this, he's going to have something praising him. He'll raise up rocks and stones to praise him. Ain't no rock going to take my place. I'm more important than a rock. I'm not going to give a rock an opportunity to take my place. I'm not going to, listen, listen, listen. I'm not going to sit around and do nothing in the house of God. I'm not going to pout and puff because I ain't getting my way. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Listen, I'm happy to be here. We're happy people. Yes, we are. We've been baptized in Jesus' name, spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. We're happy people. Yes, we are. You feel like singing that? You'll always sing. Come on, sing for me. Hey, don't say I didn't ask you to sing. We are happy people, yes, we are. We are happy people, yes, we are. I've been baptized in Jesus' name, spoken tongues when the Holy Ghost came. We are happy people, yes, we are. Woo! Sing it again. Oh, yeah. We, just get mm-hmm. we are happy people, yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. I've been baptized in Jesus name. Spoken tongues when the Holy Ghost came. We are happy people. Yes, we are. Yes. We're happy. Look at your neighbor and say, "I'm happy." I sure hope you wasn't a liar. Because liars go straight to hell. I'm happy. Listen, he's, he brought me out of darkness. Hey, let's stand. I'm closing. I'm done. Listen. You can come. I I'm, Give them hope. Listen, there's no telling what would be the story of my life if he hadn't called a little seven-year-old sinner out of darkness. I, uh, on my 50th Holy Ghost birthday, which was two years ago, I, uh, I called the preacher that was my, my pastor's dead and gone. I would have loved to called him. I seen I seen a picture, somebody posted a picture of my pastor just a few days ago on Facebook, and I lost it. I couldn't find it. I still haven't found it. My pastor and his wife, they were young, vibrant. Probably, probably about the time I got the Holy Ghost. I would have loved to call my pastor and said, Hey, Brother Sarton, you know what happened 50 years ago? I got the Holy Ghost. But the evangelist that was preaching is still alive. I called him up, Brother Holland, Brother Willie Holland. He's been here and preached for us. I called Brother Holland. I said, "Hey, Brother Holland." He recognized my voice. He said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I just called you to tell you, I know what you was doing 50 years ago tonight." He said, "He's kind of funny, you know." He said. What was I doing 50 years ago tonight? I said, you was in Gretna, Louisiana, preaching a revival. I said, there wasn't much happened. Just a little seven-year-old boy got the Holy Ghost. But I'm here 50 years later to report the Holy Ghost still works. If God wouldn't have filled me with the Holy Ghost at age seven, it impacted my life. I had a tremendous mama and a tremendous daddy that were prayer warriors. They kept me on the straight and narrow. It was, listen, listen, it was never optional. At the Dykes family household. Whether I was going to church or not. I never had to run in there and say, hey, we're going to church tonight. Uh Uh-uh. You don't even do nothing stupid like that in the house I was raised in. You just better be ready. When it comes leaving time. Because... You ain't gonna get left. My daddy, man, he was, he was hardcore. I mean, he had four boys. What do you think? And three of those boys were hard to deal. I wouldn't have had that. Brother Nathaniel Williams, there's no telling where I'd be today. I see people come by the church. We had somebody come this morning wanting money. I don't know if that story's true. I don't know. They told me a story. I don't know if it's true. I hope they get in growing toenails. With warts on them on top of that. But I gave them money. Because that could be me. I thought about it. That could be me out on a Sunday morning instead of going to church pulling a pastor out of prayer meeting to bum money off of him. I don't know if he... for real I gave him money but that could be me but he called me out of darkness into this marvelous light this ain't just light this is marvelous light this ain't just a path this is a marvelous path and then he gave me joy he gave me a wonderful wife three wonderful daughters and one mean boy Me out of darkness. We got to get happy about this, folks. Listen, it don't never need to be that I got to pump and prime you and trick you and beg you to get you to worship God. Hey, I know, I know, I know if you're not worshiping and I come tell you to worship, it's going to make you mad. I know. When I tell you to do what's going to help you the most, it's going to make you mad. And you'll probably bow up against me and rebel against it. But I ain't trying to make you mad. I'm just trying to remind you of He called you out of darkness. April, He called you out of darkness. Sister Amanda, He called you out of darkness. Brother Devo, He called you out of darkness. And he didn't just call you out. He brought you into this marvelous truth. He brought you to a church. If you'll just yield to it a little bit, you'll start feeling the Holy Ghost. If you'll just yield a little bit, you'll get encouraged. If you'll just yield a little bit, You'll get restoration in your life. If you'll just go with the flow a little bit. We're trying, listen, 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 listen. We got drums, we got guitar players and bass players and we got organ players, keyboard players. We got incredible singers in our church. Brianna, I got to tell you, I'm going to tell you to your face. You really awed me a while ago. I was like, oh my God. That's awesome. It's all right. Don't worry about getting a big head. Somebody will let it out of you a little bit. Rebecca will let it out of you. Nothing else. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. If you just try a little bit, all of these singers and all the talent that we got. We're trying, to, we're trying to make the atmosphere conducive so you can get a blessing here tonight. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Just one more time. Hey, Brother Jaden, cut them lights down because we don't want bright lights hurt nobody's eyes. Just trying to make the atmosphere right to lead you into worship. He's called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. It ain't just light, brother. This is marvelous light. Hey, brother, this ain't just light. This is wonderful light. This is a wonderful place to be worshiping God. You could just come around the front and just 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 do what you feel if you don't want to worship that's your business you're the loser but if you want to worship the marvelous truth is here the marvelous God is here the marvelous Holy Ghost power is here it's at this place you can get anything you need brother Levi. In this place, in this place, there's victory. In this place, there's healing. you join up with somebody and let's spend a little time of worshiping God.